everybody to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kokodos. With us, as always, is Sriracha. Hello. Sriracha, do you know about the Pokemon Go cops? Oh, Jesus. No. Wait, what? Pokemon Go is still a thing? Pokemon Go is still a thing. Although, look, I've switched over to Pikmin, which is... But that's another story for another day. Yeah, I thought that's what all the kids were doing now, is collecting Pikmins. I, I don't think the kids are playing any of these games <laughs> where you walk around anymore. When I say, have you heard about the Pokemon Go cops? What does that make you think of? Uh, it makes me think that there are police officers that are arresting kids for trespassing while playing Pikmin, Pokemon's Go. So they can get those kids Pokemons, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're very, very close. Oh, damn it. Okay. Now, this is the New York Times, the paper of record, the old gray lady. Do you know why they call it Times Square? No. Because the New York Times moved their offices there once. Is that true? Yes. Holy shit. Yes. Uh, headline reads, officers who ignored robbery to play Pokemon Go <laughs> terminated. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that's much better than I thought it was going to be. I thought there was going to be like a cop shooting a kid because he took a <laughs> gem or something. <laughs> Two Los Angeles police officers were fired after an investigation found they had pretended to not hear a radio call for help as they played the augmented reality game. <laughs> So here's what I like about this article I'm going to read to you. It's written by somebody who clearly knows a lot about Pokemon, trying to explain it to boomers who know nothing about Pokemon. Excellent. The two Los Angeles police officers were in hot pursuit. They had four minutes to catch their target or it would get away. The target was sighted at 46th Street and Lamert Boulevard, and they had to hustle. Using his knowledge of the neighborhood, Officer Eric Mitchell noted that Lemert doesn't go all the way to 46. Fascinating. <laughs> Officer Louis Lozano suggested they go down 11 and swing up Crenshaw. The clock was ticking, but just in the nick of time, they got him, according to court documents. They had captured Snorlax. <laughs> then they were off to find the Togetic. While the two officers were playing Pokemon Go in their police cruiser on April 15th, 2017, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that it was so many years ago. Yeah, that it was so many years ago. But it just goes to show you, it took like five years to fire the Pokemon Go cops. <laughs> they pretended to not hear a radio call to respond to a robbery at a nearby mall, an internal investigation found based largely on a video recording from inside the car. Uh, the police chief fired the officers. The cops appealed, saying like, hey, it's not fair to use that video camera inside our car. <laughs> That's our car. Our Pokemon deserve privacy. Yeah, what <laughs> about vehicles. the privacy of our Togetek? It's just a little baby in an egg. Do you see his little beats? It's so small. It's so teeny tight. It's not even hatched yet, your honor. I'll keep reading the story, but the first thing I thought of was, it's not that hard to catch a Snorlax. Yeah, no, aren't they everywhere? The last time I was super into Pokemon Go, Snorlaxes were everywhere. They also had, like, special weeks where you would just run into dozens of Snorlaxes. Right, and, like, you're in Los Angeles. It's not like you're in the middle of rural bumfuck nowhere where there's, like, one Poke stop within 30 miles. You got, like, so many Pokemon stops and gyms and shit. I'm sure you could find another Snorlax when you were off duty. Even if you can't catch a wild Snorlax, there's a Snorlax at the top of a gym at a raid. The pop 
popular Pokemon are the raid bosses. Wait, so it, w- re- refresh my memory on how of this course. works. So when yes. you go to a raid mm-hmm. and you attack the Pokemon, do you get the opportunity to capture the Pokemon that is the raid Pokemon? Yes. They'll put like super rare Pokemon on tops of gyms. And so like I, as a New Yorker, I would go across town. I remember one time I was on 10th Avenue, saw Raikou on 1st Avenue. I walked all the way across Manhattan to catch that thing. And I did catch that thing. Wow, that was the closest we've ever gotten to obliterating heart disease and also ending uh, ending world suffering, like achieving world peace. What was that two-week period of time where everyone was just absolutely addicted to Pokemon Go? On Friday, the California 2nd District Court of Appeal again rejected the officer's appeal, affirming a lower court's decision. Greg Yacobian, the officer's lawyer, said in an interview on Tuesday that his clients were understandably disappointed by the court's decision and they were evaluating how best to catch the verdict they want. I mean, are you really that hard on to be a cop? Like, now you can just be a Pokemon guy. I wonder if it's just like the police union. Probably. Paying for this. And so it's kind of like, yeah, keep appealing. What do we have to lose? Yeah, sure. We're not paying for it. Keep rolling those dice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The LAPD said the officer's firing was warranted based on several charges of on-duty misconduct. They failed to respond when their unit was called over the radio about an in-progress robbery. Oh, and misled a sergeant when asked why they had not heard the calls. They played Pokemon Go, in which players use their phones to capture exotic monsters from Pokemon, the Japanese cartoon (laughs) franchise that can be found only in certain real-life locations while on duty in their car and made false statements to a detective (laughs) during an investigation. That shouldn't be a crime. Yeah, no. I feel like the truth is the real crime there. If you were like, I'm still, I'm yes, I am still playing Pokemon Go. I'm an adult with a job and I'm still playing Pokemon Go. Right, that would have been such a more solid defense. It's like, whoa, playing Pokemon Go, what year is it? (laughs) It's 2022. We haven't played that for decades. I... If you are a police officer who plays Pokemon Go, you should be fired just kind of for being on Just on principle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I think I think it's the right thing to do to lie. Oh, frankly, I was just happy. I think that we should fire everybody that play every cop that plays Pokemon Go and promote every cop that plays Pikmin Bloom because it's really great. That they're beautifying their neighborhood with something more than <laughs> gunshots. The digital, have you seen how many digital poinsettias I've been planting this holiday season in our neighborhood? Oh, they have the digital poinsettias now? Red and white. Nice. It's pretty cool. This case really matters, Mr. Yakubian, the officer's lawyer said, because it's important to hold the department accountable regarding its own compliance with its own policies and rules. What a fucking stupid. Can you imagine being the guy in the court has to sit down and be like, yeah, no, you're getting fired because you uh, left a, you intentionally ignored a crime in process to go catch a fake monster on your phone. Like, does this really require a statement why this was justified? It requires five years worth of statements and several, (laughs) several verdicts against them. Christ. A disciplinary board found that an unintentionally recorded personal conversation could be used for disciplinary matters if there was evidence of criminal or egregious misconduct. 
the trial court found that the officer's behavior, quote, would certainly be classified as egregious, dot, dot, dot. Lee Awesome, they caught that Snorlax. Have you seen Snorlax? He's adorable. I wonder if they had to pull out, like, their phone in court and prove that they got the Snorlax. Like, I wonder if the prosecutor, like, subpoenaed him for his Snorlax or something. What if they made you turn your Snorlax into candy right in front of the disciplinary board? Oh, yeah. that No, that would be... You know, if your boss could make you dye your fucking hair <laughs> <laughs> from not pink to a normal color, I think you should be able to openly delete your Pokemon in front of a court of law. <laughs> so here's what this article doesn't have. Whether or not they caught the Snorlax. Oh, fuck. They didn't catch the Snorlax? Oh, I'm gonna leave. So if they lost their job and the Snorlax, that's just that's just a tragedy. I mean, Give them look, one of them back. If you have one or the other, you're fine. Imagine being a jobless Snorlax in this cop. Well, I'm personally proud of the police office for catching the Snorlax and not shooting it. <laughs> <laughs> it is different. And for not shooting those, I'm sure, seven-year-olds that were out there also catching the Snorlax. Now, I know it is hard to compete with the kids because they got nothing to do but play that fucking game. But I'm really proud of you, police officers. You know, I consider this a win because no kids died <laughs> during this incident. Give these cops a race. Now, look, yeah. you can explain to the officers as many times as you want to that, like, well, no, if there's a Snorlax, we can all catch. There's not just one digital Snorlax. It sounds like, like bang, 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 you're dead. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you're you're saying that and they're, they've already unholstered their rifle and they're already sprinkling a little bit of crack on those kids. They were, uh, you were threatening them with your, you said the word Snorlax. Snorlax, so they assumed that you had a Snorlax on your person, <laughs> so they had to shoot you in the middle of the road. Hey, putting a cop to sleep is a, is a federal offense. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Lopez, no. Where's my poke flute? Why don't they equip our cruisers with poke flutes? <laughs> Assigned to a footbeat patrol, the officers were on duty when a call went out about a robbery in progress at the Macy's at the Crenshaw Mall. Captain Darnell Davenport could see the Macy's when the call came in. Noticed a police car in a nearby alley, but he could not identify the unit, according to court documents. A short time later, he saw the police car back out of the alley and leave the area. The car was filled with Snorlaxes. Uh, well, wait, how do we know that the Storlaxes weren't also committing crimes? Like, this is a defense that we haven't heard yet. Okay, so we knew there was a robbery in progress, but we don't know what crimes the Snorlaxes were committing. If the world's fattest homeless person fell asleep in front of a Sears, and no matter how many times you told them to move, they wouldn't move. That's, you know, that's a, that's a public nuisance. That's a crime. It's a misdemeanor, but, like, you could take him down to the station for that. I mean, yeah, it's loitering, and you gotta, you gotta, uh, you can't obstruct a business, but why is that in the jurisdiction of the 12-year-olds in this show? Like, I've never seen Officer Jenny arrest a Snorlax, but you know what? She should be, because fuck those things. It's a public nuisance. <laughs> you know, maybe the reason they're so sleepy is all the heroin they're shooting up. And you know, the real poke flute is Narcan. That, yeah. that drug that you would, you gotta shoot into an addict's heart? Yeah, no, that's that's the opposite of a poke flute, I think, because poke flutes put you to sleep, don't they? No, poke flutes wake up Snorlax. Oh, and yeah. And then Snorlaxes move and you can go to, I don't know, Viridian City. It was 25 years ago. God, thank you. Okay, yes. Sergeant Jose Gomez tried to reach the officer by radio to ask them to go to the mall uh, to help Captain Davenport, but received no response. By the way, 
you should help Captain Davenport. Like, if you have a captain named, like, True Good or Awesome Sauce, like, go help that guy out a little bit. Awesome Sauce. Yeah, no, I was just thinking that sounds like a Star Trek character. Yeah, it happens to Captain Davenport. That's the coolest captain there is. Captain Bad News or, like, Captain Cludge. Something like that. Okay, ignore Captain Cludge. Go catch the Snorlax. (laughs) I agree. The sergeant asked the officers if they had heard a call for backup, and Officer Mitchell said they had not because it was, quote, Really loud in the park they were in, (laughs) according to court documents. Uh, I assume it was really loud because they were yelling, yay, we caught him. We caught Snorlax. Snorlax is the perfect defender for our gym. Yeah, I mean, how could you hear the radio call with the Snorlax snoring? But a review of the video system inside the car told a different story, the court documents show. Oh, God. It revealed that there was the car close to the mall when the (laughs) robbery came in and that they heard the radio call. And decided not to respond. (laughs) Wow, wait. Quote, I don't want to be his help, Officer Lozano said of Captain Davenport as they left the area, according to court documents. Why don't you just dust your hands together and go, crime committed? Yeah, wait, why did you feel the need to verbalize that? I feel like if you know that there's, did they not know that there was a camera in the police car or something? I think you probably just get numb to it. You get real, look, you're carrying around like a dick on your belt and you get to like shoot people with impunity. Like you feel like God when you're a cop. I mean, if I was a cop and I was regularly uh, ignoring calls to play Pokemon Go, because we we know this isn't like the first time it's happened. It's like drunk driving. Like nobody gets caught their first time drunk (laughs) driving. (laughs) They've done this multiple times. I would have like a, like a winking signal for, we didn't hear that. Let's go get the Snorlax. Yeah, you know what I would do? I would get one of these little soundboards like the one you have, and I would have it play static into my receiver. And I would and so like they they're hearing static, they think something's wrong with their radio. Meanwhile, I'm out there capturing a low Raichu, which is the Raichu that looks like it's surfing on its own tail. Oh, that's so cute. I love that one. They debated whether to respond after several more minutes of chatter about the robbery and decided not to when their unit was called. Quote, ah, screw it, Officer Lozano <laughs> said, according to court documents. Less than five minutes later, Officer Mitchell spotted the Snorlax, a chubby and uncommon creature. And for the next 20 minutes, they discussed Pokemon as they drove to different locations, chasing it. Don't run away. Don't run away. Officer Lozano said. (laughs) I really hate. I really hate how much this is making me like these cops. I really like these (laughs) cops. I don't want to do my job. Yeah, me neither. I'm kind of proud of them for just owning their truth and saying it out loud directly into a running video camera. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. And everybody that's like, oh, you dick around at your job all the time. Well, yeah, it's nobody nobody dies when I dick around to go catch Pokemon. Fuck you. Pick a different job. <laughs> also, oh, oh, no, there was a robbery to Macy's. Ro- oh, no, uh, but, like a shitty pair of shoes got stolen. It's not like a robbery to a liquor store or something. It was just, it's shoplifting. The word we're looking for is shoplifting. Yeah, I want to know if it was like, uh, we want your money, everybody down robbery or like a grand theft shoplifting. Because if it was like just some real bad shoplifting, then yeah, no, that's fine. Did I ever tell you one time when I was in high school, I worked at a schmulch maybe? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, there was this one woman that would constantly come in and fucking steal shit from the store. And like that everybody knows that she's stealing shit because she's not very good. She's not very good at her uh, chosen uh, crime of choice. But they're waiting until it's like right over the grand threat the grand theft threshold so it goes from a misdemeanor to a felony so we had to like wait until she stole something like four thousand dollars worth of shit from old navy then uh, wait i'm sorry i just need to interrupt you isn't that like 35 pounds of clothes oh way more than that <laughs> how did she think she was gonna get away with stealing like a garbage bag full of old navy because it wasn't in one single trip like she would come oh, back multiple times. It was cumulative. Right, cumulative uh, grand theft. Okay. So the manager's like, wait until she, oh, and they're like tallying up everything that she's fucking stealing and writing it all down. It was very funny. And then they call the cops on her after she's over that thing and the cops uh, recognize her, ID her, and go arrest her. And then the woman calls, I shit you not, I'm not making this up. She calls the fucking store. The one night I'm there working and uh, she's like, hey, uh, I got arrested for shoplifting from there. And I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> she says, <laughs> and she says, uh, if I bring back all the stuff, can you uh, drop the charges? I was like, well, I don't I don't think I have that power, but let me go get my manager. <laughs> so I was like, hey, uh, the woman that stole all the shit is on the phone and she wants to know if we'll drop the charges if she brings back everything that she stole. My manager was like, no. I was like, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Okay, look. How about this, though? Was she, like, a good model for your clothing? Like, hear me out here for a second. If there's, like, a hip, happening young lady who happens to be a criminal, we love crime in America. Like, you know, walking around, making that Old Navy look good. You could argue that she's making you guys money. Was she a good representative for the brand? No, she was like a gigantic white woman. And she what she would do is she would bring a baby stroller and it had like a like a sheet over it over the top. But I don't I don't think there was ever a baby in there. <laughs> and then just stuff it with shit. I saw her doing that one time. Did I ever tell you kids? Here's a fun little fact about Schmolch Baby. We were not legally not legally but we were instructed very very specifically not to confront anyone like even if we saw people shoving a bunch of shit in their bag we were like not supposed to go over and say hey i saw you shove that pair of pants in your bag can you not do that please <laughs> because apparently somebody got sued somewhere for like libel or some shit so what we we're supposed to do is just like walk over to them and then say something like hey i saw you looking at those khakis wouldn't, can I recommend a turtleneck to go with the pants that you just shoved down your <laughs> Like, you couldn't say it directly, but no, if they just said no fuck off and then walked out and be like, okay, just gonna write that down. <laughs> I feel like there's some kind of the producer-style situation here where Old Navy makes more money off of shoplifted clothes. Like, the insurance write-off for all those shoplifted clothes. Like, like uh, come on. There's got to be more profit in that. Oh, yeah. No, I could imagine. Because those clothes are cheap as shit, I imagine, to make. And then they sell them at, what, like a 5,000% markup. I imagine there's some kind of shit fuckery going on. But all I know is that unless you were like a repeat offender at <laughs> Schmolch Baby, we were instructed to just straight up ignore it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you see somebody shoplifted at Schmolch Baby? No, you didn't. <laughs> All right, look, I also think that's for the best. 
I don't want like deputized old Navy employees to feel like they have to tackle criminals and like put them in zip ties. Yeah, and let me tell you, I got paid pretty good for like a high school student. You did? But oh yeah, dude, I got like it, it back it back in the day, about a decade ago, I got like fifteen dollars an hour, which was a lot of money back then. Bernie Sanders still wants people to get paid that now. Oh, fucking ass. No, it was like above minimum wage. I was just really happy to be there because the job was easy, and I would just stand around folding the same sweater like seven times. I don't give a shit if you're stealing. Go ahead. No skit off my nose. I'm not a manager here. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, did you say man a jerk? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a man a jerk. I'm not gonna call the uh, jerk ops on you. <laughs> This thing is fighting the crap out of me, Officer Mitchell <laughs> said, apparently referring to the Togatek, a fierce species rarely seen in the wild. He added, the guys are going to be so jealous. Wow, these cops talk to each other like fifth graders. <laughs> He's fighting the crap out of me. Frick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> these guys sound like they're on Team Instinct, right? Can we agree on this? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We know what that means. I'm also on Team Instinct, so I can say it. <laughs> He later said, quote, I got you a new Pokemon today, dude. <laughs> they do sound like teenagers. Oh, my God. Frick. Did you see that frickin' Snorlax, bro? <laughs> <laughs> when Sergeant Gomez later questioned them about playing the game while on duty, the officers denied it. They said that they were, quote, having a conversation about the game and that Officer Mitchell had been receiving text messages from a group in which people were, quote, bragging about their scores. They also denied it to the disciplinary board. They said they were monitoring a, quote, Pokemon tracker on their phones, but not playing the game itself. Oh, that's better. Hey, look, I didn't have Pokemon Go open. But I did have an app open where Pokemon enthusiasts can screenshot and geolocate the exact places Pokemon are spotted. Hey. And I was really excited about it. And I did drive over there. But at no point did I pull out my Pokemon Go app, Your Honor. Your Honor, as you can see by the metadata, I threw zero balls that day. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Mitchell said his comment about, quote, fighting the Togetek referred to, quote, relaying that information to the groups on my app, adding that, quote, in order to take the picture, occasionally the creature will fight. They're just making up mechanics now. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound plausible. These Pokemon will pose all fucking day for you to take their picture. You know why? Why? Because Niantic wants you to tweet those photos, put them on social, hashtag at Pokemon Go. Well, you know what? The more I hear about this, the more I think about the fact that the robbery could have just been like an obese white woman filling a stroller with old Navy sweaters. The more I'm like on team cop now. <laughs> yeah. At no point did they say armed robbery. Yeah, they, exactly. They said robbery. They admitted leaving their beat area to chase the Snorlax. <laughs> no! Guys, you were so close. You had so many great lies. Damn it. Why would you admit to that? You just said you weren't playing the fucking game. Oh, okay. This part makes no sense. They admitted leaving their beat area to chase the Snorlax, but said they did it as part of an, quote, extra patrol and to, quote, chase this mythical creature. 
I don't know that Snorlax is mythical. Why are they? T- what the fuck you mean an extra patrol? Like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, boss. I uh, was taking an extra shift at the movie theater. Yeah, I'm sure boss will be <laughs> super delighted to hear that. Yeah, like that's that's not it's not how any of this works, right? Yeah, I was taking an extra patrol during my current patrol, so I couldn't respond to the current patrol. I was on extra patrol. Yeah, what are these extra hours that you're billing me for, Serenta? Oh, yeah, no, I did. I thought really hard about the client account while I was out at dinner. <laughs> well, are these extra hours at least about, like, I don't know, uh, something related to work? No, those extra hours were entirely about Pokemon <laughs> Go. Oh, we were on one of our extra Pokemon patrols. We gotta make sure the Pokemon didn't need to be shot. <laughs> the disciplinary board unanimously found them guilty on all counts, except the failure to handle an assigned radio call. Except for the failure to be based. <laughs> Finding that the officers were, quote, disingenuous and deceitful in their remarks to the board by playing Pokemon Go on duty, the officers, quote, violated the trust of the public and represented, quote, unprofessional and embarrassing behavior the board found. This is the only time I've related to cops. No, I relate to this so hard. Like, you had me at first. I was like, oh, these dumb fucking morons. What are they doing? But now by the end of it, you've successfully converted me. Give them back their job and promote them. Yes. I mean, I'm sure if somebody fucking died at this robbery, we would hurry about it, right? It was probably just that you, Macy's, you have insurance. Shut up. Quit being a bitch. Quit wasting our precious police resources while there are Pokemons that need to be removed. Also, again, Captain Davenport was there. You think Captain Davenport needs help from these two numb nutses? Yeah, no, I don't know if I've, they would be the first people I'd call if I know that they're sitting in the car saying, frick, we got to catch that toga chick. <laughs> How many cops do you need to pull out their little notepad and go, okay, uh, uh, someone stole uh, some tights and uh, someone stole some stockings? Okay, did we, have we all written that down in all of our cop notebooks? Great. Uh, close the notebook. Yeah, you're fucked. We can't help you at all. It's a good thing you guys have insurance. You're yeah. Macy's. You'll be fine. You're Macy's. You'll be freaking fine. Yeah, I agree with you. Don't you guys have Santa Claus working for you guys? Just ask Santa Claus to give this shit back. <laughs> we got poker mans to find. Let's go. I'm Captain Davenport, leader of Team Red. Frankly, I am uh, really upset that Captain Davenport did snitch on them like that. <laughs> We got to get these cops their jobs back. We got to find... Okay, first off, we need these cops to call into the show. (laughs) (laughs) We also need to follow these cops on Twitter. I'm sure these cops have a TikTok account by now. If these cops aren't out there live catch doing let's play and like pretending to arrest pokemon in the in the uniforms that they failed to return right now these two are missing out on like a prime branding opportunity right it damn it if you're not gonna lean into it what even is the point if you're not gonna lean into it make it your entire brand this massive fuck up that happened at your job what even was the point okay imagine this in pokemon continuity officer jenny becomes captain jenny and you know who become the new cops chasing good Team Rocket? That's right. Officer Mitchell and Officer Lozano. That's who. Put them in cute little outfits and send them out there. I don't think the cops in Pokemon really handle the Team Rocket. I think that's they under don't? like the 12-year-old jurisdiction, isn't it? Wait. What? Wait. Okay. What does Officer Jenny do? I don't know. Really? I really don't know. Okay. I've never seen her attack a Team Rocket, though. Never? I mean, it's possible that it has happened, but I, when I see people take it down Team Rocket, it's usually a small child. <laughs> so there's no organized bureaucratic response to Team Team Rocket is just 
Paralyze the government of Japan. I, I guess so. Paralyze the government of Pallet Town. <laughs> I mean, that kind of makes, because it's like, those, those two Team Rocket guys are like super inept. Well, if the cops are even more inept, you know who would have stopped Team Rocket? Actually, probably not Officer Lozano and Officer Mitchell. They couldn't even bring down a Snorlax. No, of no, course, no. though, they can't bring down this entire organization. They, what are you, nuts? They would have seen that Meowth and been like, oh, my God. A meowth. Shoot it. I already have one of those. <laughs> oh, God. Shoot it. You're going to shoot the only talking Meowth? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Don't shoot the only talking Meowth, please. Let the Meowth live. <laughs> We'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. We have been watching nothing but kitchen nightmares for the past week. Oh, this show's so good. It's finally it's here, Asterios. It's finally a reality TV show that we can both enjoy. I love it. Gordon Ramsay bad. Restaurant owners worse. This is the first time. Look, a lot of you people probably have seen all of Kitchen Nightmares. You know all about Amy's Bakery and all this and all that. Like Gordon Ramsay fight right. This is all new to me. Yeah. Okay. So if you have never seen it before, Kitchen Nightmares is a TV show where famed British limey bastard Gordon Ramsay goes to a bunch of failing restaurants and is like, "I'm gonna fix you and fix the menu." And then he does a big redesign of the menu, and all everybody is like, "Fuck you, my food's great." And he's like, his food tastes like dog shit. And then the restaurants close a week later. <laughs> yes. Uh, we uh, There's a, a website called Reality Revisited. And they keep score of which restaurants that have been on a show called Kitchen Nightmares where Gordon Ramsay goes in and finds rats on the floor have closed. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Nine out of ten of them close. Yeah, no, it's it always amazes me that these people seem like they, they're like, oh, well, what are we going to be on a show called Kitchen Nightmares? No, Gordon Ramsay's going to love the food. <laughs> yeah, and oh, there's been ten seasons of this, and there's a British version of it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be the one restaurant that, like, beats the odds. They do show uncensored tits on the British version. I don't know why, but fun fact for everybody. How did this come up? Like, what in what context were there... Bear breasts on the show. So I was watching an episode where Gordon Ramsay was fixing, I don't know if it was British or French or so, like Kitchen Nightmares Europe. And there was this like little hole in the wall Parisian place. And Gordon Ramsay's like, I'm taking you to a burlesque show. And there were uncensored tits on my YouTube. Did he take them to the burlesque show like as a reward for a job well done fixing the kitchen? I think he was just trying to show them. He's like, Paris is sexy and your food needs to be. It was very shoehorn. Oh, okay. Yeah, look, I was watching The British Kitchen Nightmares the other day. But yeah, listeners, I'm I'm seven days into Kitchen Nightmares and I've, I'm already mainlining the uncensored UK Kitchen <laughs> Nightmares. Watch The British Kitchen Nightmares. They serve him like this dessert, kind of like a, a, a chocolate cake, but it's a cylinder and it's served like standing up. It's a cannoli standing up. And Gordon Ramsay immediately goes, oh, you're serving me a chocolate cock. Oh, well, what do you got? Ice cream bollocks. He's immediately talking about dicks and balls. Yeah, this guy, immediate with the cock jokes. Yeah. On the UK, it's like a more fun Gordon Ramsay. He's having an adventure. Yes, this kitchen's a little fucked up, but he'll get it all sorted. Oh, yeah, no, that's the difference between the uh, Kitchen Nightmares UK and the Kitchen Nightmares America. Is the Kitchen Nightmares UK is like, there's too many managers at this restaurant. Nobody knows who's in charge. And there's a Japanese chef in the basement that doesn't know what he's doing. The American one's like, I found a live fucking rat in my soup. 
watching the UK Kitchen Nightmares, he is feeding old ladies oysters. I, I don't know what, again, very <laughs> shoehorned in. He's feeding old ladies oysters, and then he asks them if, quote, anything's happening downstairs. Right, like he wants to fuck some gilf pussy. <laughs> Tell me what you love about American Kitchen Nightmares. Like, why have you turned to this show 10 years after it's gone off the air. I love American Kitchen Nightmares because so rarely do we get to see boomers just eat shit <laughs> on television. Like, oh God, a stereo. So I was watching this one today. I almost fucking came <laughs> where this lady is like, my steak is dry. And I and she's just like going up to Gordon Ramsay to talk shit about the food that he is cooking. And he's like, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry, man, but you're talking out your fucking ass. And she's like, don't you speak to me that way. He's like, well, why don't you go sit down, have some more wine, and stop causing problems. <laughs> I can't anticipate Gordon Ramsay sending out a dry steak. I just can't. Oh, and then this amazing scene where the woman keeps bitching and, like, goes into the parking lot bitching, and it says... Uh, a non-sober but very outspoken customer <laughs> swoops in to save the day. She's like, you a fucking idiot. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking cunt. Like screaming at this girl, this New Jersey accent. It was amazing. Someone has uploaded the uncensored American Kitchen Nightmares. Unlike when they ran on Fox, I guess after episodes of The X-Files in the year 1988, he says the word fuck a lot on this show. It's pretty great. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just like a self. It's like, you know, when you're sometimes you're in the shower and you think about like, oh, if a boomer ever did this to me, I'm going to flip a fucking tit. Like this is I'm flipping a tit through them. And oh, man, if a boomer ever fucks with me, I'm going to flip another fucking tit. <laughs> Tell me about some of your favorite episodes of Kitchen Nightmares. If you were to introduce Kitchen Nightmares to a kitchen newbie. What would you open them with? Well, the classic has got to be the Amy's Baking Company. Have you seen that one? I have not. It's called Amy's Baking Company? Yes. That's the one with the absolute batshit lady. <laughs> just like, she's just nuts. And then her husband like, tells every customer to fuck off. It's really good. That one's a good place to start. But my personal favorite is the guy that owns the ranch. We've seen that one. The gentleman that owns the ranch and is like, hangs out with the goats. And he's like, we're going to eat all of these animals at the restaurant. But then it's actually all frozen shit. And him and Chef Ramsay get this big fight. You always know it's going to be a good one when it's a two-parter. <laughs> There's also that one where the Australian guy, this is more, it made me angry than everything, but the Australian dude that like straight up stole a bunch of money from his son, like drained his fucking trust fund without his uh, knowledge or consent to open this really shitty burger restaurant. And then it's like, I don't know why my son resents me so much. Like, dude, because he stole like a quarter of a million dollars from him. In 2010! That's a lot more money back then. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like Kitchen Nightmares because there's a good guy boomer and it's Gordon Ramsay. Like Gordon Ramsay is paunchy. He is very clearly wearing whatever spanks were in the nineties. Like you can see him in a corset. Yeah. Like his face looks like a cat. His, he looks like one of the California raisins, <laughs> but he's going up against even worse boomers who are just like yelling and screaming at like their young waiters and waitresses. Like they have like waiters and waitresses like crying like calling their moms like like getting treated like shit and like gordon ramsey gets in there and he just keeps cursing at them and calling them the c-word until they fix their restaurant slightly and then in a few weeks go out of business yeah no it's great it's a boomer fight <laughs> yeah it's fantastic i think the only way to really get across the greatness of kitchen nightmares is, is to kind of take you there so sriracha uh, 
will you play a game with me? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Will you play a game of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, the tabletop role-playing game? Oh, fuck yeah. Can I roll for yes. initiative? I'm going to give you some dice <laughs> okay. right now. All right. I've given you two D20s. The solid gold D20 is Gordon Ramsay's D20. Okay. And then the other D20 is the restaurant owner's D20. You're going to play the restaurant owner. Gotcha. All right. We're going to start. I'm a producer for Kitchen Nightmares, and I'm trying to figure out if this kitchen classifies as a nightmare. So I come in, I'm like, oh, so uh, tell me a little bit about uh, this restaurant you got here. Uh, Well, the name is Maji... Cunts. <laughs> it's cunts. Wait, no, you started to say Maji, like <laughs> I, like I, like Magiano's the No, like manja. Class- like we got some ever uh, enjoy manja. Enjoy my cut. Cunts casinos. That's what it's called. It's called Manja Cunts Casino. No, it's just Cunts Casino. Why were you saying Manja? Because that's my name, Manja. Okay, well, okay, it's great to meet you, Manja. Thank you. Okay, so um now look, Gordon's probably gonna bring this up. But um, why is the most vile, why is one of the most vile words in the English language in the name of your restaurant, which is also a casino? Uh, that was because my great great grandma Kanate emigrated here from. Her name was Kunt Kanate. <laughs> yeah, it's Welsh. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Are you pranking me? Is this a reference to the classic character Kunta Kinte? No. I don't okay. know who that is. How dare you? Sure you don't. Okay. And All so right. my great great grandmother, Kunta Kane. Kunta? Kunta Kane. She's got three. You know how it's like Savina Van Der Woodson? Uh-huh. Kunta Kane. Okay. Okay. And, and again, uh, when you say this lady's <laughs> name, you're saying it differently than cunt. You're saying kunta or kunta. Yeah, we ran out of, we couldn't afford the last A on the sign, so it's just cunt's casinos. It's a casino, though. Yeah, it's got a restaurant. What kind of casino have you ever went to that doesn't have a restaurant? Do you hear me arguing that restaurants <laughs> and casinos aren't often inextricably linked? Yes, it is a casino, though. I'm just saying casinos have a lot of money. Maybe you could have afforded another letter. <laughs> Not this casino. That's why we're on Kitchen Nightmares. Okay, so, you're, so your restaurant's not doing very well. Not really well at you all. You know what? I'm classifying this as a nightmare. I'm bringing in Gordon Ramsay, okay? Excellent. All right, cool. So the producer leaves. The producer's name is like Biff. Like, what did you think of Biff? I thought Biff was great. I, I don't like how he insulted my, my bloodline, but Biff was fine. Well, well okay. Do you think Biff meant it, though? Or do you think Biff was just asking the kind of the normal questions that any producer might ask? I mean, sometimes in the Philippines, I learned recently that there, if you sing a certain Frank Sinatra song, there's a non-zero chance that you will get murdered at karaoke. Okay, ho- Kitchen Nightmares will be back right after <laughs> this. Okay, now we're back to the loudest podcast. What the hell? What? I recently learned about something called the My Way Killings, which is or something dubbed by the Philippinian uh, press, which for some fucking reason, it maybe it's just the combination of machismo and alcohol, but there have been multiple instances where a karaoke singer has been murdered either for refusing to stop singing the song my way by frank sinatra or singing it incorrectly or uh, singing it and someone in the bar has interpreted it as some kind of like threat i was there's a whole wikipedia page about it. i shit you not i swear to god i'm not making this up and um 
Yeah, no, it's it's a non-zero. I think there's something like three people have been viciously murdered while singing that song or somehow in connection to that song. And so now a bunch of uh, Filipino people will like out of superstition not sing that song at karaoke just in case. Well, once again, Sriracha is absolutely right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm at wikipedia.org slash wiki slash my underscore way underscore killings. <laughs> The My Way killings are a social phenomenon in the Philippines referring to a number of fatal disputes which arose due to the singing of the song My Way, popularized by Frank Sinatra. Karaoke bars, more commonly known as video K. New York Times article estimated the number of killings to be about six. Oh, I was half. Yeah. Between 2002 and 2012, numerous people were killed for singing the songs. Attention to these killings peaked on May 29th, 2007, when a 29-year-old karaoke singer was shot dead by a security guard at a bar in San Mateo Rizal. You know, you'd think security guards would be there to stop fatal shootings of patrons. I mean, he was there to stop this fatal rendition of My Way. <laughs> well, that's exactly, uh, the article continues, the guard had complained that the young man's rendition of My Way was off-key. But the man refused to stop singing, prompting the guard. And I don't know why we're using the word prompting. (laughs) This seems like an unprompt. I guess if one does follow the other, prompting the guard to pull out a 38 caliber pistol and shoot the man dead. There's also a reference in there. There's like at the bottom of it's like other rage karaoke killings. And one of them was like a Singaporean man who refused to stop singing. So everybody in the bar got together and just beat him to death. Yes, I was actually, I was heading straight here. It's called karaoke rage. And uh, karaoke rage in other countries, cases of singers being harassed, assaulted, or killed mid-performance were being reported all over East and Southeast Asia. In August 2007, a karaoke singer in Seattle, Washington, was attacked by a woman who wanted them to stop singing Coldplay's Yellow. (laughs) Justified. Yeah, justified. That song sucks. March 2008, a man was arrested in Thailand for shooting eight people to death, (laughs) including his brother, in a dispute stemming from several karaoke offerings, included repeated renditions of John Denver's Take Me Home Country Roads. (laughs) Is that why you Zoomers all sing that song? Are you all stunting on some guy that killed his family? No, but very, very strange coincidence. Isn't that fucking fascinating? Yes. That one fucking song. In December 2008, a man at a Malaysian coffee shop hogged the karaoke microphone so long that he was stabbed to death by all the other patrons. (laughs) That was was the one I was talking about. That is clearly the one you were talking about. Um, My way. I don't even know that song. No, no, no. no, no. Please, please. I'm about to kill you, Steve. No, not if I don't kill you first. All right. Now, we are now returning to Gordon Ramsay. Wait, what do the commercials sound like? It's always like... It sounds like... Knives, catch your nightmares. Yeah, okay, do that one more time. Catch your nightmares. When we're back, Chef Gordon Ramsay has entered Kant's Casino, a struggling casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hopefully, Chef Gordon Ramsay can set the place... On the right foot, will the casino come up blackjack 
or will it, the ball land in the green zero, which is bad? But uh, that would actually be good for the casino. So pretend I didn't say that. Oh, hello. Uh, how would you in here this evening? Oh, hello, hello. Great, great to meet you, Gordon Ramsay. My name is uh, Manja. <laughs> Manja. Yeah. Oh, very, very good to meet you, Manja. Manja. Uh, I've, I've I've heard some things about the restaurant. So uh, why don't we get right down to it, eh? Okay. All right. Here here's a menu. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm famished. Absolutely famished. Uh, um, I'll I'll take uh, the pizza. All right. We're gonna we have forty five different types of pizza here. <laughs> Which pizza would you like? Okay. And now the camera zooms in on Gordon Ramsay, and the camera also turns sideways. Donna. <laughs> as if his world is kind of upset. <laughs> also, yes, yeah, Sriracha, Please feel free to make a lot of those sound effects that they make on the show. Wamp. A big, a big pardon. Yeah, for, we have 45 pizzas. Oh, we're sorry. This is actually half of our full menu. Our full menu is 90 pizzas, but you got to get here uh, before 530 to get all of them because the old people come in here and smoke and then eat all of it. Okay. Uh, how about just a pepperoni pizza? Pepperoni simple, pizza. Simple pepperoni. All these pizzas seem to be named after various members of your family. Yes, that's true. What's the difference between the Uncle Ned slice and the... Grandma Bakerson slice. Oh, the Ned slice has a more Cantiana sauce on it. I'm sorry? The, I, I said the Ned slice has more Cantiana sauce on it. Okay, well, I'll take the Ned slice. Ned slice is. Okay, coming, coming up. Okay, this is made by our chef, Gino. He is blind. <laughs> and also mute. I'm sorry? This is made by our chef Gino special. He is blind and he is also mute, but we cannot fire him because that would be a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. You know what? As, as long as he can make a pizza, I'm starving, famished, uh, famished, bloody starving. As long as he can make a pizza, I'll be happy. All right, I'm going to roll the dice for how good my, my chef's pizza is. Okay. Okay, I rolled a five, so I don't think it's a slice of pizza. I think it's a small hero sandwich. Are you bloody serious? I asked for a, pe- a pepperoni pizza, a Ned slice. Why, why is it a sandwich? Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. Well, we have this problem frequently. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take this back to the kitchen. I get back to the kitchen. I'm like, hey, Chappy. Chappy's the chef. <laughs> okay, so it's a blind <laughs> mute named yeah. Chappy. Yeah, and I take Chappy's hand and I write in sign language, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you gave him a hero sub sandwich and not a slice of pizza and Chappie says oh shit well well what what else does he want go out there we're, we're out of ned slices because we're we just ran fresh out of contiata sauce so right, i go and, back out and the vo is gonna say like things are heating up in the kitchen but unfortunately none of those things are food that it, chef gordon <laughs> ramsay so desperately needs Chappie is staring out a window there's like a pot <laughs> water that's supposed to be boiling but unfortunately the wrong burner is turned on so the kitchen is just filling with butane gas (laughs) (laughs) chappy looks out the window well he thinks he's looking out the window he's actually looking at a wall (laughs) okay well you know what let's just say chef gordon ramsay is kind of peeked his head back at the i know that's a little bit early (laughs) yeah kitchen nightmare structure but he's like are you bloody serious there's people smoking over here and you've got butane lit over here He's a, a Chappie turns around and he doesn't know where the noise is coming from. He's not like totally deaf, but uh, <laughs> he's not totally deaf, but he does have pretty bad uh, hearing. So he turns around, but he misses Gordon Ramsay by about 90 degrees. And he says, who the fuck are you talking to at the door? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Gordon Ramsay is going to try to go over and turn off these these butane burners uh, roll both dice and let's see who gets to the to the stove first. Okay, it looks like 
uh, Gordon Ramsay rolled a 10 and my restaurant, woo, 19. Chappy, a blind mute guy who was just yelling at the door. Beat Gordon, okay, what does Chappy do? To, what does Chappy do at the stove? Chappy gets over there and he sticks his finger in Gordon Ramsay because he made it there before him. And he okay. says, Lisa, you fucking bitch. I told you you never come in my fucking kitchen again. I'm not Lisa. Oh, okay, Gordon grabs his hand. Because <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, learned man, he also knows sign language. So he signs out like, I'm not Lisa, you bloody git. You bloody <laughs> fucking moron. You're going to burn the casino down. And he says, oh, I'm sorry. Are you famed chef Gordon Ramsay? He says, yes. You invited <laughs> my show Kitchen Nightmare. You invited Kitchen Nightmares in here. Do you have any idea why you might be on the show Kitchen Nightmare? He says, well, every day is a nightmare when you're blind and mute. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay immediately right in signs, so sorry, mate. Right, okay, you know what? Congratulations. You've got some of Gordon Ramsay's sympathy. <laughs> First round goes to Cunt's Casino. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right. Second round. Um, Gordon Ramsay, uh, let's just say real quick, he ordered a dessert. What dessert? What's the most famous dessert at Cunt's Casino? Uh, the most famous dessert at Cunt's Casino is the Black Forest Cake. It oh. is a... German chocolate Sounds cake. wonderful. Oh, I, I love Black Forest cake. Made with an ice cream sauce. Sauce? Yes. An ice cream? You just mean melted ice icing, cream. Icing. Icing. An ice cream icing for you. You said, you, before, I just want, you, you said it had an ice cream sauce. Now you're saying it's got ice cream icing. Which which is it? Oh, but we don't know. Ja- you don't Chappie, know? <laughs> Your menu's the size of a bloody phone book and you don't know. And he opens it and it does say, it says ice cream sauce and then crossed out it says ice cream icing. And then that's crossed out and it looks like someone just drew like a smiley face. Well, we will be substituting uh, Black Forest cake for oysters tonight, this evening. That's not a substitution. You understand? Substitution, they have to be similar. I don't understand. Maybe you can explain. I'll it take to the. I, you're, I almost knocked over me mic, me microphone. Microphone. <laughs> I almost knocked over me microphone. I'll take the bloody oysters. All right. Well, Chappie brings out a small pile of oysters, but unfortunately, none of them have been opened or cooked in any way. Also, they are still alive. So they're literally like clacking and like, one of them bit me bloody nose. So now there's like an oyster hanging off of Chef Gordon Ramsay's nose. When Chappie says, well, listen, bud, I've seen a bunch of episodes of your show. You always bitch when it's not fresh. So this is, how can you deny that this is fresh? You know what? Two points to Chappie. This is actually. Fuck yeah, Chappie's doing so good. So far, I have to say. This is the most successful defense of a restaurant. And it's called Cunt's Casino. Yeah, uh-huh. Because everybody works there's a massive cunt. I suppose so. I thought it was because I thought it was because of the grandma. Well, my grandma was also a huge cunt. All right, three points to Cunt's Casino. <laughs> All right, so now um, we're going to do the thing where you're, you're the restaurant owner and you're listening in to what customers are saying about oh, okay. the restaurant. So Gordon, so Gordon's out there and he's like, so uh, what do you think of Cunt's Casino? And someone's saying, uh, 
The food tastes like shit. It tastes like strained diarrhea. Like someone put diarrhea through one of those Play-Doh Fun Factory molds and they gave it to me. Now, how is your how is the owner reacting well, when you see this? I'm listening to it, and then Chappie's also there. Chappie has mysteriously learned how to use his hearing aid. So now he is absolutely furious, and he's going to go punch the... He's going to punch this lady? Yes, like he's... Like a 65-year-old lady. Right, uh-huh. She has a walker. And then he's very confident that he's going to win, and that just makes Chappie even more enraged. All right, roll. Because you can't talk shit if you're not prepared to get hit. I suppose the talk shit get hit any... Chappie rolls an eight. <laughs> okay, now have Gordon Ramsay roll. Oh, Gordon Ramsay rolls a six. So Gordon Ramsay <laughs> somehow gets physically overpowered by this like very, very differently abled man. And uh, Gordon Ramsay just eats shit. He just lands on the ground. His face is covered in blood. His like beautiful white coat is covered in blood. And then later it's covered in this random lady's blood. And Chappie says, you want to eat diarrhea? I got diarrhea for you. You stupid bitch. And then he punches the uh, elderly woman in the mouth. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. This is bad. This is bad. Um, now Gordon Ramsay is replaying this video to the whole kitchen staff. And uh, he's, 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 had, like, he's having one of those whole staff meetings with Chappie's. Oh, Chappie's listening in. Okay. And, uh, and Gordon goes like, do, do, anybody see the, the, <laughs> the problem with this? The, the problem with what happened here? Uh, and the head waiter stands up and says, hello, my name is Mark. I've been working here for two and a half years. Uh, I have dementia. <laughs> and so does everybody else that works in this kitchen. Also, who are you? I'm Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I'm very famous. I'm famous on multiple continents. And Mark says, dad, <laughs> I knew you'd come back, dad. I guess Gordon Ramsay hugs the guy. <laughs> and then Mark starts crying. He's so not getting, he, Gordon, Gordon Ramsay assumes that Mark's not going to remember this in a few minutes. <laughs> he definitely isn't. So Gordon Ramsay just goes, I love you, son. I just want you to know I love you. And Mark starts crying and says, Dad, that's all I wanted to hear. You didn't have to burn the orphanage down. Okay, and Gordon Ramsay <laughs> sees if he can like find a corner to lean Mark in and just put... You know what Gordon Ramsay does? Gordon Ramsay takes his chef hat and he pulls it over Mark's eyes. And Mark, and Mark is like, nighttime already? And then he goes to bed. Okay, perfect, perfect. This is perfect, okay. So Gordon Ramsay goes, oh, oh, all right, all right, all right. Well, let, let me just tell you, if a customer doesn't like your food, you don't bloody punch them and then tell them you'll feed them diarrhea. <laughs> you don't do that. And a woman raises her hand and says, hi, my name's Jessica. I'm the actually the sous chef back here. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, Kitchen Nightmares. I've been, I'm a consultant. Let's, you know what? If you've never heard of Kitchen Nightmares, it's not that big of a deal. I'm a consultant that's been brought in to get the restaurant ship shape, increase sales, help safeguard all your jobs. He says, well, she says, wow, that sounds really great. Do we need that? Your rest, Cunt's Casino is losing money. Cunt's Casino. You're all going to be out of a job pretty soon. Oh, man. Damn it. Well, if I don't work, then I can't get my uh, government benefits. So <laughs> let's get this restaurant back into shape. Finally, a point for Chef Gordon. <laughs> okay. What's this chef's name again? Jessica. Okay. So now Gordon Ramsay. So Gordon Ramsay has identified a staff member that seems to want to pitch in and help. Gordon Ramsay thinks that maybe he can build on the success of Jessica to get the whole staff ready to go. It's the next day. Gordon Ramsay does a thing where 
all of the staff and the owner and chapter, they're all out in the parking lot and they've all got blindfolds on. Okay. And he goes, everybody, please, go, 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 crowd around, crowd around. Come on, come on, go, get it, go fuck all, get in here. Come on, everybody, fuck, 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 fuck. All right, all right. I have got a solution for this casino. I think you're going to like what I've done. Everybody, take off your blindfolds. Everybody rips off their blindfolds. And uh, instead of Cunt's Casino, it says Vegas Casino across the top. And Manja looks at him and says, what the fuck is this? It's just, it's simpler. It's just a Vegas Casino. People like casinos. People like Vegas. It's a Vegas Casino. You see, we've gotten rid of the word cunt, (laughs) which even in the UK... People think that, like, we use it all the time. We don't really use it as much as you guys think we use it. And over here in the States, use it very sparingly, if at all. Well, see, that's the... You should have consulted me about this, because this casino is actually built on the ancient burial site of my grandmother, Kuntamanja. Now she is haunting you. Okay, so I assume at this point uh, we see, like, a giant, like, 30-foot-tall specter arise from the... Right, and it's a very, very old-looking Australian woman. Okay, she, what does she have, like, a spoon in one hand, a rolling pin in the other? Yes, uh-huh, and her eyes are red. <sighs> okay, well, Gordon is gonna have to roll. He's dealt with a lot. Look, as we both know, Gordon Ramsay also hosts Hotel Hell. Yeah. So he knows a thing or two about fighting <laughs> demons. <laughs> Ghosts. So Gordon Ramsay pulls out a pinch of, like, purified salt from inside his uh, chef's jacket, and he sprinkles a sol- uh, a circle of protection around him. So let- let's roll. Let's see how he does. And uh, Gordon Ramsay rolls a 16. Not bad. And uh, uh, Chupacabra rolls a 19, though. God damn it! <laughs> and also she has a steak knife, so she's flailing aimlessly. At the entire, not only Gordon Ramsay, but the entire staff. So she's flailing the knife at the whole staff? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well then Jessica, I guess, is the first to die. There goes the hope of this casino to ever be turned around. Yeah, unfortunately. How's, how did Chappie do? Uh, Chappie has lost an arm, but he is. It is but a flesh wound. Okay, so Chap, wait. All right, so Chappie, he is insisting on continuing to cook? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so Gordon sees Chappie... One arm lopped off, just blood everywhere, like the Bellagio sprinkler, just blood going everywhere. And Gordon's like, Chappie, man, you can't go back in the kitchen. It's it's very dangerous. The, the food was already bloody awful. Now it's going to be literally bloody awful. Uh, Gordon Ramsay sees that Chappie is then forming a pentagram in his own blood on the ground, hopefully to uh, expel the spirit. <laughs> let's, let's roll. Let's roll against myself. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, Chappie rolls a... 18. All right, and then let's see how the demon rolls. Two. So what is Ch- so how does Chappie banish this demon? So Chappie uh, makes a big pentagram on the ground with his own blood and then starts chanting uh, a, a, a pagan incandition of a prayer recited backwards, essentially banishing the demon back to the depths of hell where it belongs. Okay, and so like we see like Mama Manja... Go like, no, no, I was free. Yes. I was free for a minute. No. And then get sucked back down to the ground. Right. And the only way that she can come out again is if somebody changes the restaurant name again. <laughs> okay. So 
it's the next day and everybody's wearing blindfolds and Chappie actually also has like a blindfold around his like arm. Like it's like a tourniquet. Yeah. Uh, and there's like a little grave for Jessica, but the grave also has a blindfold on. Okay. And, uh, Gordon goes, oh, clump around, clump around, clump around, clump around, clump around, clump around, fuck, 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 shit, shit, fuck. Fuck, um, fuck, fuck. <laughs> everybody, take off your blindfolds. Everybody takes off the blindfolds and the sign just says, Cunts Casino. And this time, there's an apostrophe between the T and the S. It is even more clear that it is just the C <laughs> word this time. And he goes, you know what? I figured you might as well lean into it. It's just the C word up there now. <laughs> and everybody claps like they clap on Kitchen Nightmares when they see that they've gotten a free, like a half a million dollar renovation and the owner's crying and Chappie's also crying. Like we did it, guys. Well, Chappie's not clapping, but he is crying. Well, yeah, no, no, he can't clap no more, but okay. he can kind of smack his thigh <laughs> like that. And uh, and Gordon brings everybody in and um, he's added even more rats to the kitchen. <laughs> Excellent. Um, every table now has two ashtrays <laughs> instead of one. Uh, as you, uh, take a look at this. I've found an even more flammable type of butane. <laughs> it's called grutane because of the gruesome disfigurements this, this gas has led to. Chappy, enjoy. Chappy, you're my chap. Chap, I don't, can't believe I didn't see that earlier, but you're a good chap. You're a great chap. You're uh, hopefully you're as good at cooking as you uh, are fighting demons. Well done, Chappie. And well done. Chappie is staring at the door and says, thank you, Gordon. I know we got off to a rough start, but I'm really excited about this new change and all these new rats we have in here. Yeah. And like they're they're in like fun costumes. Like some of them have like cool hairstyles. Like these rats are going to add a lot of character. These rats are probably going to be better chefs than Chappie. Well, and it, but, I mean, the final, the 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 piece de resistance is um, he brings over the the owner to the menu. T take a look at this. Here, pull this napkin off, and the owner pulls a napkin off, and the menu is now much much taller. He goes, "I've got over a thousand different pizzas." Oh, here. finally! It's the most complicated menu you've ever seen. You actually have to play a tabletop role playing <laughs> game and roll over Chappie's number to get. The pizza you want. And let's be honest, it's not going to be the pizza you want, no matter what. This is almost as good of an idea as when we made uh, the waiters and the customer play chess. And then every time a piece gets taken, a new game of chess <laughs> formed on that piece. I see you guys are still playing that game over there. <laughs> the see, it's still going on. The rats are being trained as we speak. Excellent. Well, uh, this is my last episode of uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Take care. And then you see a commercial for a brand new show <laughs> on Fox called... Chappie's Exorcism Nightmares. Chappie the One-Armed Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, Chappie the One-Armed Exorcist. And it's him running around. He has like a hook in his one arm now. And you're seeing words like passion, food, Ghost demons, blood. ghosts, <laughs> pentagram, <laughs> sauce, meatballs, hauntings. And then... A knife uh, goes into like the side of a kitchen, but then another knife goes crossways, and so it looks like there's a crucifix made out of knives. No, 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 no. Great episode, everybody. And that is Kitchen Nightmares, the official tabletop role-playing game. Oh, holy shit. Thank you for introducing me to that. Did you like it? Yeah, I had a great time. All right, listeners, if you 
want to play Kitchen Nightmares, the tabletop role-playing game. Just write down everything that happened into some sort of codified set of rules and have fun. I don't know what the rules are, but you, you, I believe in you. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Uh, we'll be right back after this with more of the last podcast. We want to thank everybody that sent us Christmas presents to our P.O. Box. Usually, I would give out the P.O. Box, but I'm not giving, because too much stuff got sent to us. Yeah, this is a problem I never thought that I would have, is we're getting too much adoring mail. But thank you, everyone, so much. How about instead of sending us stuff, you make us a digital piece of art next? (laughs) (laughs) Or you can send me an email telling me a funny story. That would be nice. The, The gift that I'm holding here is from Adam W., um, it's big. It oh, shakes so around excited. a lot. I'm very excited to open this thing up. All right, let me pop this open. It says, Asterios, make a Halloween special episode of the Crunch Bunch this year. And it is Monster Crunch, the Breakfast Battler board game. Where do you fucking nerds come up with this shit? I had no idea this existed. Which monster can eat the most cereal? Play as one of five monster cereal TM characters in a battle <laughs> to see who can eat their cereal first. Take turns playing your cereal into your bowl. Playing your cereal into your bowl. But you've always got to beat the last card played. Earn milk tokens that let you combine cards for bigger bites. And choose the right time to play your monster's special powers. Okay, would you care to guess what... These monster special powers are. Uh, Let's start out with Count Chocula because you probably don't know any of these monsters. Eat more cereal. Okay, hold on. Let me look. Let me, uh, you know <laughs> what? I'm gonna look up his special. While I'm looking up his special power, why don't you open that? This is from Archangel of Life. I love Archangel of Life's gifts because he always manages to get me the weirdest. Sh- oh fuck you, man! <laughs> Wait, what is it? It's fucking uh, what's it called? This uh, <gasps> Kano Joe. <laughs> Oh, it's that girl, the, the, the rent-a-girlfriend girl. girl. Yes, that yes. girl's hot as hell. Wait, why are you saying fuck you to that? That's great. That show fucking sucks. That show rules. I think this is a DVD. But, oh, hello. Oh, I'm very excited for that. Oh, maybe the, perhaps there's an next one. <laughs> this is good. What like is this. it? What, who is that? This is a vinyl sticker that I'm going to put on my car. It's <laughs> Konata from Lucky Star giving you the finger. Okay, I awesome. cannot wait to stick that to my car. And we have a little chi chi hi. What was her name? I don't remember. Chibusa. Oh, and there's a little cute little card. Let's see what it says. Dear Asterios and Sriracha, happy holidays to the both of you. I wish you all the best and include a few items that I think you will enjoy. Thank you for all of the con- content and hope to attend <laughs> another live show once it's safe enough to do so. Best regards, Archangel Life. Thank you so much, man. Oh, this is great. I can't. I'm going to put this Konato in my car. Do that go get in trouble for that? Hell no. It's too adorable. <laughs> and it's too cute. <laughs> Oh, oh, there's also a box in here, and it's a, it's a Hanukkah. Yes, fuck yeah. Let's see which one we got. It's for Hanukkah? It, no, 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 it's a Hanukkah. What is that? What Hanukkah. is that? Her name is Hanukkah. Who, what are you talking about? It's her name. You see this small anime girl? Her name is Hanukkah. Well, what is she from? Give me some context. Rabu Raibu. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, what's her thing? Her thing is that she likes to eat. I think, yeah. She's pretty dumb, too. She likes being a school Ida room. <laughs> oh, she sounds great. Thank you, Archangel Life. Love it. Fruity Yummy Mummy's special power is the Mummy's Tomb. Use before playing. Swap one card from your hand 
with one card from your scoring pile. So you can deposit cards directly in your scoring pile. That's great. Oh, that's fun. I didn't realize that. All right, I've got to be fruity, yummy mummy. Booberry's power is to draw two cards. It's their ghostly power. Frankenberry's power is called Milkenstein. Take one milk token. If you have zero milk tokens, if you are running a milk-heavy meta, Frankenberry is the monster for you. Thank you. Also, I felt, and this is what I, here's what I do like. Because all these all these terms are like the actual trademark terms. This is a game that's made by General Mills. Did you know that Frankenberry is two words? Frankenberry. His first name is Franken. I haven't dissociated like this in like in ten years. I always thought his name was Yummy Mummy, but his name his official name, Fruity Yummy Mummy. You know why? Yummy Mummy. Mummies aren't that yummy. You gotta be, if it's fruity, now we're talking. I absolutely fucking hate the phrase yummy mummy because that's what British people call a sexy mother. Uh, like wait, instead of the term wait, MILF. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Sriracha, I I almost called you Sierra for it. <laughs> My government name? Did I that shock you? So? I, you shocked me so much. They call MILF porn yummy mummy? No, 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 not porn, but... If you see a mother, what America is, you know how like they call it the water closet and we call it the the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, America is to MILF as British people are to yummy mummy. Google it if you don't believe me. I'm Googling this. Do it. All right. Do it, pussy. Yummy mummy is a slang term used to describe an attractive mother. The term was developed in the late 20th century and was often applied to celebrity mothers such as Elizabeth Hurley or Victoria Beckham. Isn't that repulsive? Yes, because it's confusing to me, the monster serial enthusiast. Now, I'm going to be thinking about Elizabeth Hurley when I'm looking at the fruity yummy mummy. Yeah, good. Maybe that means we won't have to play that game now. We're playing this game. Oh, all right. Yummy mummy has similar slang connotation to MILF, but suggests a younger... Subject. It was reported in 2008 that celebrity yummy mummies were contributing to levels of depression in young mothers, making new mothers feel, quote, saggy, baggy, and depressed about their own bodies. These trundling trios. <laughs> I hate British people, man. We need a bad British people. Here, there's, there's an article. July 8th, 2011. Quote, headline, yummy mummies make mothers depressed. <laughs> Start my free one-month trial to unlock this article. I'm doing it. Please don't. I'm giving him my credit card number. I've got to learn more about these yummy mummies. What is that, The Guardian? <laughs> it's The Telegraph. Oh, I don't know if The Telegraph worse. is good or bad, but they're getting my money. All right, starting free trial. All right, they want my email.co.uk email address. And also your social security number. <laughs> they want my PayPal. Oh, all right. You've just become slightly too much work, yummy Watch Yummy Mummies on Netflix. Gross. There's a whole show called Yummy Mummy. <gasps> Whoa, these mummies look yummy. All right, hold on, I'm going to put it up behind me. Oh, please don't. <laughs> All right. It's drama down under when expectant mothers with model good looks and lavish lifestyles pull out all the stops to prepare for their new arrivals. So it's a reality series. You got two seasons of the UK starring Lorinska Merrington, Jane Scondizzo, and Rachel Watts. See, that's what they don't tell you about Netflix is for every squid game, there's like a hundred of these trash fire garbage shit shows on Netflix. It's hey. not just all quality programming, people. Hey, hey. 
You leave Maria Geronimo and I for Mara alone, okay? For every Agretzico season two, there's five Agretzico season fours. Oh my God. UK Netflix has all of Supermarket Sweep from the 1980s. It's like paradise over there. They get free health care, their cops don't have guns, and they get ancient supermarket sweeps. Yeah, but they sound like that. All right, I'd rather be American. <laughs> and I'm proud to be an American. American. Where I don't have to eat beans for breakfast. <laughs> oh, oh, God. And I tell you one time that I ever tell this story of this uh, podcast is uh, I was staying at a hostel in Ireland and uh, there was a vending machine outside of like the common dorm room area. So obviously I'm, in, I'm broke and I'm, in co- I'm staying at a hostel. So obviously I have no money. So I'm eating my breakfast out of the vending machine every morning. And then one day I'm standing there just eating my Pop-Tart, my dry Pop-Tart as one does. And this British girl that I'd befriended there comes over and is like, what is that? What are you eating? I was like, Pop-Tart. It's like, a Pop-Tart? What is that? I was like, don't you guys eat like blood for breakfast? They do. They, they eat a bowl of blood and they call it pudding, but it's just blood. Yeah, no, I was like, really? You're here, you can have some. She's like, this is disgusting. I was like, it's not as disgusting as eating beans on toast. That is. Oh, look. That French fry sandwich they have. They did beat us on that. A chippy buddy. Yeah. I, I, that's great. That, they found a way to turn the side into the meal. I love it. <laughs> All right. I've just opened under the box uh, and it is full of pogs and stickers and playing cards. I'm going to toss you these pogs. Can you take a look at these? Yeah. Ooh, they're cute. Yeah. Treasured friendship in these. Ca- oh, these are some pretty awesome looking stickers. Some of them are even foil. Um. Oh, there's a bunch of Star Trek stickers. Look, it's Locutus of Borg. And it's Q. <laughs> these are... So, Roger, why aren't you more excited about this Morn sticker? It's Morn, the, the very popular patron from Quark's Bar. I don't know what that is. I'm but... Tarak Nor... I'm sorry, you know it is Deep Space Nine. Oh, there's a dinosaur, this one. I think that's cute. <laughs> that's really cool. I love these. They're so cute. Yeah, look, I got the Grand Nagus. I got a Grand Nagus holofoil. Okay, these come with a letter, too. Uh, hello, Asterios. Here's a giant nerd cargo drop of a bunch of stickers I've designed. A lot of Star Trek stuff. Some are just weird movies I like. Also, some pogs. Um, thanks for providing us so much entertainment. Uh, C. David, who's on Discord and Insta at Fish. Design. You guys should follow Resfish Design. He is constantly posting super cool trading cards he's designed and like super cool art he's done. Oh, and actually, speaking of artists, I, it looks like you have a letter there from another artist. I do. I have a letter here from Berries and Cream. Oh, I can't wait to open this up. Oh, it's a nice envelope, too. Oh, yes, I know what this is. What is the it? What is it? Stickers. The stickers she told us she was going to send us. I hope you like them. So we got, if you don't uh, check out Berries and Cream on Patreon, you can get, uh, she makes custom stickers now for Patreos. And this one says, this is one, the only one I'm going to insist on keeping from here, which is Live, Laugh, Come. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like one of those signs you buy at Target. And uh, this one says, on March 10th, 1982, Scooby-Doo was gunned down in the streets of Brazil by a rival uh, drug cartel. 
And wait, Scooby Doo or Scrappy? Scrappy Doo. I'm sorry. And it's Scrappy Doo with like a halo behind him, as if like we're gonna pour one out for our homies. Pour Scrappy one Doo. out for our homie, and then this cute zombie girl. I don't know what it is, but it's number forty three out of one twenty five. Thank you, Berries. I love them. Yeah, but yeah. Berries does a lot of great art for us. Uh, she did a lot of stuff for us for our holiday sale. Yeah, check out her Patreon. She's at uh, Patreon.com/slash/BerriesandCream. We got one last package. It's from a guy who's unironically named Chad. Oh, really? Which I'm pretty excited about. Oh, actually, I th- I think I know what this is. I think you will like this. Oh, I'm excited. So Chad uh, opened up a new restaurant called Saucy Nuts. And so he has these Saucy Nuts hats. No shit. Yeah, Give here, me here, that. Here. You would look really good in this oh, hat. My it's like God. the exact kind of pink you like. Yes. I'm wearing a pink hat right now. But now you're wearing an even more pink hat. How does this look? It looks really good on you. You look good in hats. Thank you, Chad. What a Chad thing to send me. Yeah, thank you to everybody who sent us stuff over the house. We're sorry we didn't uh, have time to open up everything, but thank you so much. Um, and we'll be right back after this more Loudest Podcast. <laughs> that is it for our show this week. Um, thanks for listening. Oh, don't forget, Spotify now has ratings. I know every other podcaster you listen to said this. I'm saying it too. Spotify has ratings. Write some funny, ridiculous shit in our ratings, please. Or you could just call me stupid. But as long as you give me a five-star review, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you can call me the worst things in the world. But five stars, I'm happy about. I'm screenshot and send it to my mom, even if it's very vulgar. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I think that's it for the last podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.